Hello and welcome to another podcast from my laser-focused positivity podcast series. My name is Stuart Harding and I am here five days per week from Monday to Friday to try and hopefully make you feel a little bit more positive than you perhaps were before you started listening to this podcast. Before I discuss today's topic, let me just remind you or let you know if you're new to my channel that if you'd like to email me your queries or conundrums, then you can do so at stewysongs at gmail.com. That's S-T-E-W-Y-S-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. And I will endeavor to tackle them on a forthcoming show. And if you'd like to support my music career or merely check out my music, what with me being a musician amongst other things by trade, then you can do so via l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash Stewie songs. And both my email address and the web address should be listed in the description of this podcast. And depending on which platform you're listening to it via, they should both be clickable as well. So today's show, as usual, I've just jotted down some bullet points completely off the cuff and today's show is entitled I never know how to respond when faced with a crisis. I'm sure we've all felt like this at some point so rest assured first first off if you have felt this way you're not alone. In fact today my partner and I were faced with a crisis for which there was no manual to refer to. So you know when you're faced with a crisis there's not usually a manual to refer to you have to think on your feet and that is often what causes people some degree of anxiety, anxiety, some people more than others. And I think this is a key point with regards to there being no manual which you can refer to, because when a crisis happens, it may not be a crisis which you've encountered before. So don't beat yourself up because you feel anxious about a problem you've never encountered. This feeling is a natural human instinct, which millennia ago would have been vital to our survival. So back in the caveman days or cavewoman days, we would have needed this level of anxiety when faced with a crisis because there might be a chance that we could actually die. You know, that tends to be less common in this day and age. You know, life and death situations tend to be, you know, not as uh, uh, prominent as they once were. But, you know, this is a natural human instinct, which back in the day would have saved our lives. So don't beat yourself up about being human. In fact, before I became a confident performer, before I went on stage and was acting for a while and then I became a musician, I always experienced anxiety, some degree of anxiety before a performance. But eventually performing became second nature to me as I repeated this process over and over again. You often hear me talk about if you're, you know, you've listened to my podcast before, the power of repetition And although it doesn't cause me anxiety, I never actually know what I'll say in these podcasts until I sit down and write bullet points down and then everything just seems to flow. So before every show, I know I do this, you know, about the same time of day, every single day. I never actually know what I'm actually going to say. And when I've done a podcast, you know, and and I've gone to bed and I wake up the next day, I think to myself, I'm running out of ideas. I don't actually think I can come up with any more ideas. But lo and behold, as soon as I sit down and start writing bullet points, you know, I start off slowly. I don't really have an idea of what I'm going to say. I come up with a title and then the more I write, the more things seem to flow. And this reminds me how my fear of performing was never as great once I was on stage. So the last point that I just referenced reminds me of how my fear of performing was never as great um, you know, once I was actually on stage. So when I'm writing the bullet points, although it's not anxiety as such, you know, my apprehension about, you know, not knowing what to write seems to go 
once I'm in the middle of doing something. Okay. So once we as humans are actually in the middle of doing whatever it is that we don't think we can do or that we feel anxious about, you'd be amazed how things just seem to flow. Because once I was on stage, just as with the bullet points I write down before these shows, everything seemed to flow, as I just said, and I was able to pull off what beforehand seemed like the impossible. And you'll find that too. If you, you know, when you're faced with a crisis, once you actually start tackling it, you'll be amazed what seemed impossible just seems to, you seem to be able to pull it off. And that's because in my experience and opinion, most people are far more capable than they realize. And when push comes to shove and they're put on the spot, they're they're capable of the impossible or what they perceive to be impossible, which I believe is why thoughts flood my mind during these shows that weren't there beforehand. Okay. So once I'm doing it, you know, I think that's partly why thoughts just seem to come to mind once I'm doing this, that weren't there before, because we are capable of a lot more than we actually think. And I believe this is partly also because when you're forced to act you leave no room for self-doubt, okay? So when you're actually in the middle of doing something, you know, before my performances, I used to build the fear up into something rotten. And, you know, that's just because of what's going on in my mind. But once I was on stage, there was no room. There was no time for self-doubt. You know, you're, 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 the red light is flashing. The red light, uh, you know, the, the live red light is on and you're forced to act, you know, and it's cam- lights, camera, action, and you leave no room for self-doubt. And in my experience, it's not usually our incompetence, our incompetence, which lets us down, but merely this self-doubt. So act as soon as a crisis hits, and therefore you will leave less time in your mind for you for your mind to build it up. You know, build the self-doubt up in your mind, and build the crisis up into more than what it perhaps is, or, or the, more than what it needs to be. I've used this analogy before, but one of the reasons competent soccer players, in my opinion and experience, miss vital penalty kicks, just to use an analogy about a sport which I'm fond of, is not because they're not skillful, but because the time between when the ball is placed on the penalty spot and when they strike the ball allows their minds to sow the seeds of self-doubt. So this is another example how you know skillful footballers or soccer players, if you will, seem to make a complete mess of penalty kicks sometimes. And in my opinion, it's because, you know, when they're, when the game is in open play, you know, they, they don't have time to think they don't have time to react or, you know, to doubt themselves. They just, when the ball comes to them, they just hit it. And, you know, usually they don't make a complete mess of it, but when the ball is placed on the penalty spot, there's that 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes between when they strike the ball, where their mind starts playing tricks on them and, and telling them, you know, um, negative things which cause these things to happen cause the negative things they're thinking about to happen so if a crisis hits don't panic and remember that it's not the crisis causing you to feel anxious okay but merely your response to it if it was then everyone would become anxious in a crisis and of course you know i'm sure you if you are someone that gets anxious in a crisis you will definitely know someone that isn't that way and you might be jealous of them or envious of them so you know but what's the difference when faced with the same situation, you get anxious, but they don't. What's the difference? It's just your response to it. Okay. So always remember that many people don't, uh, uh, but, but, yeah. So it's your response to it. If it was, if it wasn't, then everyone would become anxious in the crisis, but many people don't, don't get anxious in the crisis. And these people tend to be more successful too, which tells its own story, I think. So just remember that the successful, successful people, you know, depending on your, definition of success are generally not i'm sure you'd agree people that 
you know, fall to bits or get anxious in a crisis, which tells you, you know, how useful staying calm in a crisis actually is, because I doubt that many of these people would be in the position that they are if they got anxious in a crisis. By reminding yourself that it's not how how you've chosen to respond to the crisis, which has caused your anxiety. Uh, sorry, by reminding yourself that it's how you've chosen to respond to the crisis, which has caused your anxiety and not the crisis itself. You're reminding yourself that you're in charge of you. Uh, you're in charge of you and the life that you live. OK, so the crisis isn't con in control of you. You're in control of the crisis. And as I said yesterday, this will make you feel confident and, and the feeling of confidence which it installs in you will leave you feeling empowered. And I can't stress the importance of this enough. When people have problems, you know, be it an alcohol problem or something like that, the moment you start to, the moment you say, I've got an alcohol problem, whether that's true or not is irrelevant, right? You tell yourself you've got an alcohol problem. You've just basically said the condition controls me that you're you're never going to you're never going to get on top of that condition until you believe that you're in control of the alcoholism you know whether it's a condition or not it doesn't actually matter you know if if you choose to put the drink in your mouth the minute you say i choose to do this i've made this decision you know i have the power to stop this if i want to the the condition is no longer in control of you you know you 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 will still have a problem with it but you've tipped the balance in your favor and that's all life's about you know, when it comes to problem solving, it's just about tipping the balance in your favor and believing that you control the problem. The problem doesn't control you. And that is really, really important. So please take that point away. Being human doesn't mean that you're someone who falls to pieces in a crisis. It just means that you need to work on how you respond to crises um, until you get better at doing so. OK, and just with just as with all things, everything you practice will eventually become force of habit. So practice remaining calm in a crisis, you know, to, to go through all these things that I've suggested and all these things that I've said, think about them and, and remember that it's how you've chosen to respond, which is the, you know, which is the issue, not the crisis itself. And if you keep flooding your mind and your subconscious with these thoughts and you keep remaining calm in a crisis, eventually it won't become an effort. It will become it it won't become uh, it will become a lifestyle so it will become part of who you are being someone who's come in a crisis will eventually become you know a part of who you are and you won't you just won't need to try to be that way anymore and this will improve your life you won't worry about things going wrong because you know that you're the sort of person that remains calm in a crisis but that's it from me for now, folks. I hope you've taken some value from today's show. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and this style of podcasting, then please give me a follow. Please rate this podcast if you've the option to do so, depending on which platform you're listening to it via. And please share this podcast or my channel out so that I can affect and improve as many people's lives as possible. And just a reminder that if you'd like to email me your queries or conundrums, then you can do so at stewysongs at gmail.com. Once again, that's S-T-E-W-Y-S-O-N-G-S at gmail.com. And I will endeavor to tackle them on a forthcoming show and give you my objective perspective as I see it. And if you'd like to support my music career or merely check out my music, then please feel free to do that. I'd greatly appreciate, appreciate that too. You can do so via l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash stewie songs and that link will actually take you to a list of links okay that are all you know all these links will be listed in one place and you can click on whatever tickles your fancy 
and you can find my music in its various and you can support my music career in a, a whole range of different ways and as i said at the start of the show both my email address and this web address should be listed in the description of this podcast and depending on which platform you are listening to it via they should both be clickable as well but that is it from me for now folks i'll be back tomorrow with another podcast but for now have a great day stay positive and i'll speak to you again soon thank you very much indeed for listening <laughs>